In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Eternal Father, you called St. Philip the Evangelist to open his mouth and begin with Scripture, tell the good news of Jesus Christ. By virtue of our baptism, we too are called to work for the salvation of souls. Instill in our hearts the zeal of St. Philip, that we may convert hearts and minds to your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to this special edition of the St. Philip Institute podcast where we discuss how to teach the Catholic faith, whether we're teaching it to our friends, our family, our children, to believers or non-believers, to even atheists. Um, We specifically talk in a very broad way about how to take the tenets of the Catholic faith and communicate it to others. Specifically in this special edition, Um, In the wake of the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak that's occurring globally, we wanted to discuss some tips on homeschooling your children since parents everywhere in the nation have now been forced to become homeschoolers because our schools are closing down. Here in Texas, the public schools and Catholic schools are closed for this week for sure possibly the following week, and there's even discussion of closing the schools for the entire semester. We simply don't know how long the kids are going to be home right now. The government officials and the church officials are looking at the data, talking to the experts, and making decisions as prudently as possible. But what are we parents to do in the meantime at home with our kids who are now suddenly homeschooled? Well, I have 30 years of experience as a parent, um, and many of those years I've devoted to the question of how to educate children. My own children, I have seven, two of them are grown, five are still at home. My own children have been in public school, they have been in parochial school, and they have been homeschooled for a number of years, uh, about eight total So we've done all kinds of things, and I can tell you that education will often change and that the great part about educating your children as parents is that you do whatever you need to do in the moment that's best for your children. So here we are, and I'm in this with all of you as well because my own five children uh, in Lindale, Texas are in public school, and we've all just returned to homeschooling as of yesterday, so as of Monday of this week. So here we are, and I'm thinking through and and trying to come up with what were some of the things that worked when the kids were homeschooled. Well, we're not just homeschooling. We're doing online school, which is really a different thing. Here's the thing that's different about online school. Your children are going to have delivered to them, so the Internet is the delivery mechanism, They're going to have delivered to them from an authority figure, the teacher, the lessons and the assignments and the videos and the explanations and the material they need to do and the assignments that they need to complete. And the teachers are still going to be grading and assigning grades to these assignments the kids do. What does that mean the parent has to do? Well, in an online learning situation, it kind of frees the parent to focus on the high-level stuff. So 
parents, first of all, in online learning, you don't have to learn all of the things the kids are learning in their classes and be able to teach it. You have to just be able to hold your kids accountable. Um, and not even fully that because the teachers are still going to be holding them accountable too, working with you. But think of it in terms of that. You need to have, if you change something in your life right now, it needs to be some way to check in with kids daily and make sure they're staying on task. Much the same as you do when they go off to public school or to parochial school. So understanding online learning that way, um, I want to give three main tips we on, when we did online learning, it was with Colby Academy in Napa, California. Um, I was a teacher there and a parent with five kids in the program. Um, and so a lot of it's very much the same. I liked the program because there was an authority figure giving out the lessons, and I as a parent could focus on the child. Schedules. Our schedules have all been thrown into chaos. This is the first tip. Maintain some kind of flexible schedule, but don't over-engineer it. So don't worry too much if your schedule goes a little bit chaotic for a while. It's okay. It's kind of arbitrary right now because the hours are passing and we all don't know what's coming anyway. But think of your schedule as a framework. So I do encourage you to have some kind of framework in the sense that um, maybe everybody knows when everyone's up and awake, we're going to say a prayer to start the day. Um, you don't even have to have breakfast in your schedule. You know, buy some stuff the kids can make themselves and let the kids figure out what to have for breakfast. But maybe start the day with prayer. Um, have your meals, you know, stick to three meals or two meals, whatever works. But um, have points along the day when you know that these things are going to happen. We're all going to pray when we get up. We're going to brush our teeth. Pajamas, that's okay if you want to stay in pajamas while you're doing your work. Hey, we can because we're at home. Um, things like that. Have a, things in your schedule that should get done every day. Like everyone needs to tend to the laundry. Everyone needs to clean his or her room. Everyone needs to help get the kitchen clean. Maintain some sense of these things have to get done each day. Maybe pray before you go to bed. Definitely pray before meals. Have just some pinpoints along the way. But then don't over-engineer the schedule either. You do not... I don't recommend this at all because you'll drive yourself crazy. You do not have to have an hour-by-hour hour schedule of what you're going to do because you won't meet it, and then you'll be anxious because you're not meeting the schedule, and then you'll be focusing on the wrong things. I recommend um, an app, actually, that helps with schedules because we're all going to be using devices. This is my Samsung Android cell phone, Galaxy 10, Note 10. Um, my kids all have cell phones, yes, and they're allowed to use them because I text them about things. I give them their chores by text. Um, but the best parental monitoring app I have ever found, and I think I've tried them all, and I think my kids have broken them all and figured out ways to get around them, I really like Google Family Link. Google Family Link will allow um, you to set screen time maximums for your kids, bedtimes so that literally you set the bedtime, the phone goes off, the phone blocks, the kid can't get through. If the kid wants through, the kid has to come and get the parent to type in a code that you get on your phone. 
Um, I've, that is my favorite one right now because it allows me to easily change things. So if I need to edit the schedule a little bit and allow a little more screen time at the end of the day or change, you know, or block somebody from the internet for not doing um, their responsibilities, it's easy to do. Some apps, you can't easily change those things. So if you want to impose parental controls, you, you can't easily do it. You have to take time out of your own schedule too much to try to figure it all out. Google Family Link, that's my recommendation. The second thing, um, the second tip for this period where we're doing online school at home this is a good time to let your kids have a little bit more freedom in making their own choices. So what I mean by that is you're there anyway, um, and I'm presuming that even working parents are going to be home for the most part because we're work. I'm the people in the institute are doing that. We're working from home. You're going to need to work, which means you're going to have to have your own boundaries and your own place to to get your work done if you do work. Um, or if you work in the home, um, writing, doing laundry, whatever, you're going to need your time to do your own things. It's a good time to let go a little bit with the kids and let them make some of their own choices because you're right there if they need help. And so what I mean by that is, yes, with the internet, which is a whole other topic that we'll probably cover at some point, with the internet, um, if they've been wanting to try out something on social media, my kids like some social media apps where they can get very creative in making videos and they enjoy it. But I'm right there. I'm able to easily look over their shoulder. I can see kind of what's going on. Um, you can let them make some choices with how they want to spend their time on screen time and find out things that interest them and look up information. They'll find facts and tips that you never knew about um, because it really does spur their creativity and their imagination and their thirst for knowledge. Um, food. It's a good time to let your kids uh, get a little creative in the kitchen. So when we used to do online school, I let the kids most days decide what to do for breakfast and they experimented a lot with smoothies, cookie recipes, um, all kinds of things. And uh, I just had the two requisites that they eat what they cook and they clean their mess. And yes, I had to go in there and help them clean up a lot of times too, but it, they spent the time in the kitchen. Um, I'm a chemist. We called it science time. They would go in the kitchen and do chemistry and think of ways to put things together, ingredients together, and see what happens. It's a good time to let them experiment some with food, figure out what they like, figure out um, how things work when they try to cook them. Laundry, let them make some choices about doing their laundry. It's a good time to let kids take responsibility fully for doing their laundry. Um, and then another app in, the, in that um, vein, since we're all talking about virtual things right now, there's an app I love with my kids for chores and allowances. It's called Greenlight App. And what it is is um, your kids get their own debit cards, and the debit cards are all tied through the app to your bank account, the parent's bank account. And you move money from your bank account into your Greenlight app parent wallet. 
And then you can set chores for each kid um, and you can type in what the chore is and the kid will see it on his or her own green light app on, on his or her phone or device or tablet or wherever the app is. The kid will see the chores and the kid has to take responsibility for doing the chores, but the kid also sees how much allowance is earned for doing the chores. You can set up one-time chores or you can set up daily chores. The kid takes responsibility for doing all of that. And it's, it's like the Google Family Link app. It's really easy for mom to say, you didn't do your chores, I'm suspending your allowance this week. And you just have to touch a button and it suspends the allowance. Um, and then you can reinstate it easy. You can also um, monitor how they spend their money. So once the kids have their allowances on the app and you can see a summary of each child's um, total, when the kid uses that debit card, either online purchases or purchases anywhere you would use a debit card, you can see the parent gets a notification and a record of what the child bought and where the child was shopping. So you, you can let them make their own choices, but you can watch over what they do. And so while you've got time at home with your kids, maybe it's a good time to set up something like that and start teaching them financial responsibility. The third thing that I want to talk about <clears throat> Online learning, while your kids are at home during this chaotic time, and we're all kind of wondering what's going to go on, just to remind us, to bring us back to some fundamental theological truths that our faith teaches us, that God revealed to us in the person of Jesus Christ. This is a good time to forge your relationships with your children. And I use the word forge on purpose. Relationships are kind of easy if you're not that close. It's like, hi, that's you, this is me, we're not really taking any risk or being vulnerable. When you're together working on school alone, and this is one of the things I really loved and am grateful for the years that we homeschooled, you forge relationships, the kids with each other and you with your children, in a way that you can't get by being apart most of the day. You really do forge a relationship, but it's hard. It is hard, and there will be times of discord and times of arguing when things aren't going so well. I just want to remind you that that's necessary to break through to a deeper relationship. You've got to learn to work that stuff out. If you just have this shallow relationship where you never have any problems, you're not really going to know your children, okay? So take this time while they're home to spend time talking with them about whatever it is they want to talk about. It's a great time to open up some of the, the Bible and some of the books you have about the faith and sit down with them and start talking about what does it mean to be human anyway? You know, what does it mean to say we, we're, we have bodies, they study biology, but what does it mean when we talk about an everlasting soul? What does that mean? What does it mean? You know, my kids always talk about evolution, which is why I got so good at talking about it. They always want to know about Adam and Eve and um, how their children had children. I'll let you work with that one, or you can read my book, Particles of Faith. <laughs> um, but it's a good time to really listen to them. Because we are, as I say so often, because I think it's so critical in understanding how theology helps us live our lives, we are human persons, body and soul, rational soul, made in the image and likeness of God with the spiritual powers of intellect and free will. 
Your children are learning to think, to use their intellects. Your children are learning to make good choices. How do you do all that? Well, that's why the church has the formulas for the seven virtues, the faith, hope, and love, the theological virtues, and prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance, the cardinal virtues. And let me tell you something. When you're forging that relationship at home with your children, all the different relationships with each one of them and all their different relationships between each other do the factorial. It's a lot of relationship nuances that you have to deal with. You need to know how to practice prudence to make good decisions so that you can practice justice and give each person his due, which ties back into those apps I was talking about. And you need to practice the virtue of fortitude to know when to take a stand and when to stay quiet. And you need to you, virtue to pract- learn to practice temperance, self-control. These things are necessary in the development of a child, and they're necessary in a family. So look at these days ahead of us where we're going to be quarantined in our homes all together. Take it as a good time to review the truths of the Catholic faith and think about with your children what that means to be human, to be a family, to have relationships, and really lay that foundation with them. I'm so grateful for the time we had homeschooling for that reason. That foundation got laid. My children are now in public school. Two of them are grown. But we always build off of those foundations um, that we learned from the divine revelation and the teachings of the Catholic Church. So during this time, use it to grow spiritually and to strengthen the relationship with your children. The St. Philip Institute is the teaching arm of Bishop Strickland's um, efforts in the Diocese of Tyler. We have produced materials to teach the Catholic faith. So we have um, a book for RCIA called The Way of Christ. But what we're getting ready to roll out this week is a whole set of lessons online that go with the book. And we're going to put the book online, too, so people can use it if they need it and don't have it, so that you can um, take one lesson at a time for these very deep truths of the Catholic faith, watch a five to seven minute video that we produced in the Institute, and then there's a little 10 question quiz. It's not a hard quiz, but it's something that you can go through with your kids or with yourself just to check yourself on some of the facts that we have in the Catholic faith and to see if you know these things. I think you'll find it very enriching. I also encourage you with smaller children to use the Faith and Life series, which is what we've adopted in the diocese to using in CCD classes for small children. At Colby Academy, we use those books as well. And I've been through all um, grades one through eight of them with my kids. They're wonderful because it takes about five or ten minutes to sit down and read a story about the faith. But many times my children would be asking questions for the rest of the day about that story about that teaching in the Bible, wanting to know what it meant. Like, if we're so happy to go to heaven, does that mean we should anticipate death? You know, questions that kids can ask uh, that will stump you as a parent and and deepen your own faith. So those are our recommendations. Please um, subscribe to the podcast, um, St. Philip Institute podcast, um, and also check out our website, stphilipinstitute.org. And it's St. S.T. Philip, P-H-I-L, 
IP Institute, I N S T I T U T E, all one word, um, dot org. Um, we're going to be posting some material to help you with educating your children and yourself during this time where we're all quarantined at home. So, spiritually and virtually, uh, stay with us, stay connected, let's unite the diocese and grow spiritually together. God bless you all, and may this be a time to deepen your reverence for the Eucharist. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.